welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to help you and your family get ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. This week, we are joined again by SEMA's director, Dennis Jones, and our new VISTA, Sakili Johnson. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we are going to talk about disaster reentry. So in last week's podcast, we talked about the contraflow of I-16, and we were joined by the Georgia Department of Transportation. This week, we're going to take it a step further and talk about reentry back into Chatham County. Now, I want to have a disclaimer with this. The type of information that we're going to talk about are generalities. We're going to talk about the overall system of reentry for the state of Georgia and Chatham County specifically but recognize that every hurricane and every re-entry section is going to be different. It's going to vary by the devastation that we see in our community and the hurricane itself. So just keep those things in mind. What we're gonna talk about are generalities and what the overall structure looks like, but it could vary by storm or by re-entry. So with that, I wanna go ahead and start with our first question. Dennis, who makes the decision to reopen Chatham County and start those re-entry phases? Kelsey, that's a good question to start out this podcast. You know, reentry is a very complicated issue, as you've already mentioned, and we have to take into account a lot of uh, the availability of infrastructure as well as public safety in order to be able to get residents back into Chatham County. So that decision is made by a group of people called the Command Policy Group. And that command policy group is made up of the chairman of the Chatham County Commission, the county manager, the city managers, and the mayors of each municipality, in addition to the sheriff, um, the chief judge, and also the board of education superintendent. So we, we get together and we talk about what the conditions are of our county and whether or not it's safe for certain people to come back into our area to start mitigating some of those threats. Why do residents have to wait to re-enter the county when they just want to get back in and get access to their property? Good question. You know, you know, as soon as the winds stop blowing, everybody wants to get back. They want to get back and see what their property looks like after a storm. Um, but again, we have to really measure the, the safety of getting people back. Um, you know, we may have down trees, we may have down power lines, um, infrastructure may not be available for water and sewer. Uh, we may not have a medical system in place in order to be able to treat anybody who may get injured. So we have to take a look at the overall condition of the county and make sure that it is safe for people to come back in. So with that, we do have phases of reentry. So it's a progressive effort in order to be able to get people back into the county effectively. So Dennis, you just mentioned phases here. Can you elaborate a little bit more about what those phases of reentry are? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've had phases of reentry for quite some time. Uh, prior to night, prior to 2018, we managed all of that reentry effort at a local level. In 2018, the state actually took it over. They adopted what the coastal counties were doing, and and now it's applicable across the state. So there are five phases of reentry, and again, as I mentioned, it's a progressive reentry in order to be able to get eventually our citizens back. So phase one is that render safe. Uh, time period. We want to get back in, render the area safe for our first responders and other critical staff to get back in and do what they can do in order to get that infrastructure back in place. So the, re uh, the render safe teams come in during that first phase 
and de-energize power lines and clear roadways and make sure bridges are safe so that we can traverse across the county. Phase two is where we bring in those emergency responders and other critical life safety so that uh, the responders so that we can make sure that we are doing those life safety issues, um, rescuing people who may have stayed behind and they are trapped in their homes, um, you know, putting in force those, uh, those necessary elements in order to, to support the other critical workforce that are gonna be coming in in the next phase so that we can get the infrastructure reestablished. Phase three is where we're bringing in the essential public and private sector, uh, you know, bringing back in people to get our wastewater system back open, our water systems back open, bringing in um, people who can uh, administer pharmaceuticals, getting our hospital networks back open. So again, it's a phased approach. We're in one, two, and three, where we're working on our infrastructure, working on those critical government services to be able to provide those to residents as they start coming back in phase four. Phase four is where property owners and business owners can start coming back into the county these are people who have a vested interest in being here. It's not open to the general public. It's open to those who, who can prove that they have ownership or prove that they have a, a reason to be in Chatham County. And then finally, phase five is where we open it up to uh, the general public. Um, there still may be limited access throughout the county, but it is generally open for anyone who may need to come back into the county to work or to, uh, to do repairs. Okay, so let's say there's somebody who's an employee of a critical workforce. Um, what do they need to re-enter Chatham County? That's a very good question. You know, I mentioned the re-entry phases. Uh, you know, there are five phases, of course. Um, phase one, the Render Safe Task Force, um, those are really going to be very, very restricted to just government workers and those who, who, can, uh, who can really mitigate those safety issues. Same thing with phases two and three. Um, phases two and three, you have a reentry pass that is issued by the state. As I mentioned, they took over the program in 2018. It is a, a reentry pass that you have to apply to the state for, but personnel entering during those particular phases they need to be able to present uh, the reentry permit, some type of employee credential, whether they're in a marked vehicle or they have an ID badge. Um, they've also got to have some kind of state issued identification card. So those individuals that are working as contractors or subcontractors for an organization um, or a business that's, uh, that's operating during that particular phase, they also have to have a, an authorization letter from that employer. That employer. Um, you know, as we get into phase four, uh, residents who start coming back in and any other individuals, um, they're going to have to have some type of state issued photo identification that shows that they have ownership or they have a reason to be in the area. You know, they may have a driver's license with their address on it, a utility bill. If they're an out of area property owner, um, which means they are out of the area, but they own property in Chatham County, they still have to show some type of validation that they have an interest in being in Chatham County. Okay, so Dennis, when, when it comes to critical workforce, let's say my spouse or a family member is a member of critical workforce and they now have access to get back into the, into the county, can I come with them or can my entire family come with them as they enter Chatham County early? Well, in phase one, absolutely not. Um, you know, phase one, it's a life safety issue. We only want people in here who are mitigating life safety 
problems. We don't want to compound uh, the life safety of our community as a whole by bringing in non-essential people during phase one. And really during phase two, same thing. Phase two is that life safety issue. Uh, we want to get people back in who are addressing uh, rescue or medical issues. And again, we don't want to compound our fragile infrastructure or our very limited infrastructure uh, by uh, adding in people who don't necessarily need to be here. Um, phase three is a little more relaxed. Um, you know, we're starting to get back to some level of, uh, of uh, I don't want to say normalcy, but we're, we're starting to have some level of infrastructure available to us. We still want to minimize any additional people that can come back in. Uh, so we really prefer not to have family members come back with critical workforce during phase three. Uh, so we really want to target bringing those people back in during phase four. So now we know that in phase three, people with a vested interest in Chatham County can re-enter the county. So how do people prove that they live here and that they have a vested interest so they can get back in? Yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, they've got to have some proof that they have ownership or they have a vested interest in being here, whether they are part of a critical workforce, um, whether they, uh, they have, uh, uh, during phase four, when people start coming back in, they, they either need to be part of a critical infrastructure um, system, they need to uh, be a property owner, they need to work in Chatham County, they've got to have some type of proof to show that person at that checkpoint that they have a vested interest in being in Chatham County. That could be with a license, it could be with a government ID, it could be with an employer ID of an employer that's in Chatham County. So as, as long as you can prove that you need to be in Chatham County during those phases, uh, you shouldn't have any problem getting back in. So what if some areas of the county are accessible and are ready to go, but then you move farther in and you realize that there's some additional challenges and some areas are inaccessible. Is there a way that we can do like a phased in re-entry? Some areas are in a phase three and some are in a phase four? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's the benefit of having the phases and the benefit of, uh, of having a very diverse public safety community is we can phase in that evacuation, uh, I'm sorry, we can phase in that re-entry process. We can look at areas of the county and say, okay, it's safe to get back into the west side, but it's not safe to get back into the east side. So we can take areas, uh, larger areas or even pockets and say phase one and two is still in effect for this area, uh, but the rest of the county is phase three or phase four. So we can progressively work our way from west to east or from south to north and make sure that we are keeping people uh, out of the areas in which they need to be isolated from and we're allowing them back into the areas in which it is safe for them to be. So we can progressively work through those phased re-entries um, and we can do that in portions of the county if we need to. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk about curfews. I know that sometimes following a natural disaster um, or any kind of hurricane that there could be a curfew put into place. Who decides that curfew? What is the purpose of it and how is it enforced? Good question. Uh, you know, curfews uh, are very controversial at times. People want to be able to move around the county. They want to be able to, to, uh, to do the business of uh, their employer if they, if they choose to or if the employer requires them to. Um, but curfews are very important. They're important, uh, again, for life safety issues. 
and also for, uh, for public safety in general. So curfews are generally put in place by an elected official. I mentioned at the start of the podcast, the command policy group. If it's a countywide curfew, the command policy group comes together and they look at where does the curfew need to be in place? Does it need to be in place? And they, may, they collectively make a decision about issuing a curfew for either uh, the entirety of Chatham County or parts of Chatham County. And that is generally enforced by the jurisdiction law enforcement. So if City of Savannah or if Tybee Island puts a curfew in place, then that curfew is going to be enforced by their jurisdiction police department. If uh, it is a countywide uh, curfew, then that's going to be enforced by all jurisdictional law enforcement agencies in the county. So the curfews, again, are, uh, are they're not taken uh, or they're not put in place uh, without a lot of discussion and with a lot of consideration about public safety and the general welfare of the community. Awesome. Thank you, Dennis, so much for giving us just a little bit of information about reentry. This was a pretty p uh, quick podcast, but I think that it's really important to talk about the complexities of reentry and what that looks like and how so many people really make those decisions for our community across Chatham County, which is pretty fantastic. So listeners, be sure to tune in next week as we continue this conversation and talk about damage assessments. So during this phase one, phase two that Dennis had talked about of re-entry, there's something that's called damage assessment that's happening throughout our community. We'll take a deep dive into what that looks like and what that means for our community following a disaster next week. We'll see you then. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you.